Initiative. I'm your host, The Weave. This is the show where every other week I'll be talking about anime, manga, and everything in between. This week I'll be talking about an anime that I didn't think I would watch Cyberpunk Edge Runners. So, before I start, just the normal disclaimer, spoiler alert I will not spoil everything, everything, because for the most part, I think this is um, a really good experience that. More people should watch, maybe. Uh, the studio and the work itself is pretty good. But anyways, let's get to it. So, before everything, let's start with the stats. The anime was originally released in, on Netflix. It has 10 episodes of 24 minutes. And that's mostly it. It was released around September 2000. 22 so it's really really recent it is a co-production between studio trigger who handled the animation and cd project red which did the original video game cyberpunk 2077 which the anime is based out of and is the anime is basically a prequel to what happens in the game by about one year and that's basically it for stats so the production is basically Studio Trigger, who which did Kill la Kill, Darning the Franks, and well, I already did a whole lot of reviews about their anime, and I love their anime anyways. But they just handled the animation and character design from what I gather, and the story, the screenplay was mostly done by people on. CD Projekt Red, so that's basically it. So about the story and the characters, oh boy, how do I start this? So before I even start, I have to give, I've never released my vision on what Cyberpunk is, uh, because I feel like I have to give a bit of context from what I gathered from playing the game before the good patches and um, and then watching the anime now and getting honeypotted into playing the game again. Anyways, let me start from the beginning. So, Cyberpunk originally was... Cyberpunk 2077 was originally based on Cyberpunk, a tabletop role-playing game written in the 80s. And for the most part, it is based on a tabletop role-playing game. So it has its own lore. But the game itself is not really set on stone. From for those who never played tabletop role-playing games like Cyberpunk, uh, D&D, or maybe The Witcher role-playing game, and a whole lot of others that exist nowadays, tabletop role-playing games mostly they don't have a set story if you don't want to, because you can always get like these already written adventures to run for your players but for the most part you can homebrew your own stories, um, create your own campaigns and a whole lot of other things. Uh, 
for the most part, there is not a set of lore that you actually need to uh, adhere to. And for what's worth, right, both Cyberpunk 2077 and Edge Runners kind of running the same rules, so they are both, I would say, descriptive um, stories about people inside the world. So basically, what Cyberpunk gives you is the world building and the setting, whereas the story is basically written by those who actually create the story. So what do I mean by that? Basically, Cyberpunk Edge Runners and 2077, they just tell stories about people inside Night City, which is the main city in the world of Cyberpunk. And, but the circumstances are pretty similar, uh, are equal. So it is a Cyberpunk world, it is a dystopia, a corporate um, state, which has a whole lot of problems from poverty, the, uh, the, the <laughs> different in classes, corporations control everything, there's no real government outside of corporations, the police is corrupt and whatever, whatever. One of the, the things that the anime touches a lot more than the game is cyber psychosis, so in Cyberpunk you can get implants on your body, so you kind of chop off your arm and change it for uh, blades or a cannon and whatever and the more you you implant on yourself you have um let's say a hard biological limit and eventually you go nuts from using it and that being said right what that's basically the context that i want to give because to me Bo as I already said, uh, both 27.7 and Edge Runners, they do, do the same work. They tell stories about people on the same setting. And for the most part, you have to keep your expectations at the door. Because if you know the context in which you are entering, so if you know what Cyberpunk is about, the ending is not really... Not that it is not important, but don't expect someone to reset the world or save the world for that matter in a cyberpunk story. That's what I would like to say, right? And for the most part, I will not say anything about the ending. I, I actually don't like it. That's... Besides the point, but I actually don't like it, and I don't think they would will do a second season. I can already leave this at that, because uh, I don't think they will. <laughs> I really don't think. Be because at the end of the day, this anime is just another uh, promotional push for 27.7, because the game is actually pretty good now, now that we are in... 2022, uh, basically two years after the botched launch of the game. The game is pretty good now, I would say. Mostly, mostly. But that's besides the point. I'm here to review the anime. I'm just saying that uh, for expectations and whatever you have, 
keep yourselves checked because this is a promotional push for a game. The anime will probably not have continuation, a sequel, a prequel, or anything like that. The, it is not meant for it. The anime is not something that lives by itself. It is, it is made for promotion of a secondary product that is not really in the anime itself. That being said, right, so starting with the the actual story. Um, so the story begins with our titular main character, uh, David Martinez, who is this kid, has 17 years old. So th there is this more or less uh, at the beginning, a basic anime introduction, because in Cyberpunk, when you think about it, they don't show actual kids. They don't, don't actually show kids on the streets on everything. Kids don't do not do not exist basically. But for the anime, for anime purposes, um, Trigger took the the, the um, liberty to start with something that anime people are accustomed with, and I think they did an okay job at it because later on. They basically just dump it the this let's say this factor this facet of David. So David is one of the the lucky lucky kids that can actually go to school and not only go to school but he can go to Arasaka School. Arasaka for those who don't know the Cyberpunk universe never played the game or did anything with the lore or, or whatever. Arasaka is the most powerful corporation in the world, so basically they they rule the world more or less. Uh, so the world has multiple um, mega corporations, but the big three is Arasaka, Militech, and the other one I don't actually remember because they never really they never really mention it, and I don't remember. Whatever. The thing is, right? So this guy he goes to this rich boy school. But you can clearly see that he's removed from that world. He's not part of the high class and whatever. And we learn from the first, the first episode that he actually don't, does not have the money to keep up because he lives with his mother, and his mother is the the only source of income in the house. And for what's worth, right? Anything in cyberpunk is extremely, extremely overpriced or in other words inflated because the the money doesn't have actual value and whatever so she uh, the mother Gloria she works her, her ass out to try to keep David in school but David so detached from school because he feels like he's he does not belong there although he is a straight A kind of guy, he does not have any friends, nor he basically suffers bullying be for being poor, and that this thing about suffering bullying for being poor and whatever eventually co uh, culminates into what happens in the first episode, so he suffers an accident his mother dies. It, it is... Oh boy, it's so messed up. 
his mother dies, then he does not have any more money basically and just drops out of the school and so after he goes through the heavy depression who wouldn't but then he finds this implant that he his mother had uh, stowed away somewhere that is this and they call it the thunder vision it is a thing you can actually get in the game but it does not have the same effect as the anime anyways so and eventually he goes to he still goes to school sometime but he gets into this altercation with another kid and the kid basically implant has implanted um, cyber hands and a kung fu kind of routine punches they've to hell and back uh, they've becomes both angry and just defeated at that point because he's already down the dumps gets the implant from his uh, he found from his mother installs it and then goes there and just punches the hell out of this kid and the implant basically gives uh, David his main main power that is um, Basically, uh, you could say time stop, but it is, it is actually super reflexes and speed. So basically, he can kind of do the flash, more or less. From that point on, Dave beats this kid, gets expelled, and then it, he's on the lowest of the low. That being said, eventually he, uh, for one reason or another, meets this girl named Lucy, and she basically kind of subcontracts him to help her steal uh, from uh, pickpocket people basically with the part of his center vision and here's the first thing right so from this first episode we see that there is a hard human limit for using such a powerful implant or, or so they say after david uses the center vision like eight times he blacks out and then the Reaper doc, that is the, um, let's say, the back alley implant doctor they got, he says to him, um, two times a day maximum because you you will die, kid. And so that's more or less it for the first one episode. The thing is, right, so second episode, we get this whole thing about uh, be, uh, helping Lucy pickpocket people and whatever. Until this point where there is this, and I will talk more about it at the end maybe, but there is this whole emotional kind of deal with Lucy at the second episode that, I don't know man, they lice the music from the game again to the anime, but goddamn, they just really nailed where to put it. So there's this song. I really want to stay at your house by Rosa Walton and Hayley Coggins. I really hope I'm saying that right. This song is is going to stay iconic because of this anime. Because the scene they pull out at the second episode is so fulfilling. I, I, I cannot even start to describe it. But... The scene is so, so wholesome and cathartic and I don't know, it's so nice. 
and, and the song just does just hit it. I, I can't I can't even I can't even right now. So there is this whole emotional kind of deal at the middle to the beginning of the second episode, whatever. And then they've get jump gets jumped by a crew of mercs, uh, mercenaries, because basically David's Sunder Vision was meant for someone else and the guy just goes there and wants wants it back right and then we we get this whole thing where uh david now down in the dumps being after being uh, jumped by people armed to the teeth and obviously um being betrayed by this girl he kind of started to not only trust as a partner but you can clearly see the love interest kind of deal already beginning with her he basically pitches to them to join the crew to use the Sunder Vision to their jobs their gigs as they say and they accept because he proves that he can actually do stuff that's the second episode mostly then third episode we get introduced to the crew and we see the whole montage of they kind of starting to become this Uh, as they say, Edge Runner, the um, name of the show, Edge Runners are uh, basically mercenaries, really. I would take, talk about uh, both, not only the um, terminology, but subtitles and overall kind of um, translations and whatever at the end. But easy to say the third episode is just a montage episode about uh, entering the crew and knowing the crew. So... And I'll spew a lot of terminology right now, but let's let's get to it. So in the third episode, we get introduced to Main Dorio, who are the Main is the leader of the group, the big big Chungus man with the launcher on his arm. And Dorio is his girlfriend. They never really say what, but there is um, a serious re relationship right there. We get introduced to Rebecca, which is the the one character from this anime that will stand the test of time. They, she will be remembered for years and years because she's so lovable. I will talk more about it later, but she's so lovable from beginning to end. She She's top-notch. Her brother, Pillar, uh, Lucy, as we already got introduced in, on the second episode... And Kiwi, who's another netrunner. Netrunners are people who run the... Basically hackers, more or less a pretty pretty simplistic explanation, but they are basically hackers. So she's the main hacker of the group. Rebecca is more of the guns person, whatever. And now David is introduced to this, to this group, so he's part of the crew now. And then we get introduced to another person let's say that's not part of the cr crew and will become a more prevalent character later uh, Faraday who's a fixer so basically he's the independent agent who gets jobs to mercenaries more or less so he's kind of a uh, the person who hands out the contracts more let's say he 
it still is just this mysterious kind of deal on the third episode, but later on we get to see the whole, oh my god, he's, a, he's the bad guy, that's the um, easy side. So, and from that point on we see a whole lot of adventures and whatever, and the, the journey is more or less David climbing this, let's say this, mercenary ranks, so he can actually be um, full-fledged mercenary. Uh, grow up from being a um, rich school kid into being um, a tough guy, more or less. That's the third episode, so we have still seven episodes to go, and boy oh boy, seven episodes are a lot when you think about it. I will not, and now, I will not give actual details for the most part, because, again, I don't want to spoil everything, everything here. But from the fourth episode onward, we get introduced to this, m to the main culprit uh, the main culprit the main let's say the main condition that afflicts this this series more or less so on the fourth episode and i can say this because it's so early and just things just happened without many cons many consequences or setup uh, pillar dies after trying to talk to a cyber cycle so cyber cycles are really just both to the walls psychopath and they for the most part they don't actually are human anymore for a whole lot of cases not only on the enemy but in the game you you get some missions um, involved with cyber cycles and for the most part they are not not human anymore there are people who have installed so many implants or have neglected using the immunosuppressants that Reperdox generally um, tell them to that they just go crazy from the neural stimulation responses and whatever from the implants and they become whatever isn't you human so basically the scene is the guy just just punches a hole through Pillar's skull and just kills him straight up head explodes that's that's the thing and this is the first instance in this series that we see uh, CyberCycle doing a thing. And you can see that David's really affected by this one altercation. From the, and from this point on, the series really takes off into the, um, the whole spiel. So from here on out, we are, we are full on to the next part. That being said, right, the fifth episode brings up uh, theme from cyberpunk itself and something that not that we did not see till this point in the anime but because at the beginning when Gloria dies we we clearly see it but in the fifth episode first off right so there's this whole thing where they've this uh, psychologically I would say challenged in a way that he's he's basically tortured but also the fact that uh, we get to see the um, unimportance that they give to people dying because a whole lot of people die and so it kind of grows into this no, I will not say habit but this notion that dying is part of, of thing, being in Night City so if a person dies and he dies and they just leave him, him there and that's a whole lot of, oh my god, 
two as right in the normal world. If someone dies, you you will try to I, I don't know you give some reaction. Let's say they you will try to I don't know give some kind of sad reaction or whatever. They just leave the body there and go on with their lives. The sixth episode, and this is the part where I I have to tell you, I, I will try not spoil it, but. A sixth episode is basically Cyber Psychosis Part 2, but this part really hits home. Episode 7 is... Episode 7 is... Uh... Okay, no no spoilers, but whatever. Episode 7 is David trying to really grow up. So he's really trying to get up his game and be a real edge runner let's say a real mercenary and be a leader and from then on just bad things happen so there's this kind of plot twist that happens and a whole lot of things happen and i'll just cut it there because i don't want to spoil it go oh, go watch it damn it so now that i kind of botched the explanation of the story let's going to not adjust my opinion but the whole construction of the show so looking back at it what is this story about right so what is edge runners about why why did i watch cyberpunk edge runners so first off because i watched the, i played the game and i wanted to see if the anime was any good i lie the thing is i i i did not plan to watch it but then I saw that the animation studio was Trigger, and me being a Trigger fanboy, I went like, oh boy, I have to watch this. And, and I have to say, right, when it comes to animation, this anime is awesome. This anime is, it's, oh my god, it's bloody awesome. The whole thing is beautiful. The animation is is detailed but they it has that cartoonish uh trigger style so one one of the things i already said on my reviews of kill like you and whatever trigger has this this weird magic that they can do they can animate whatever but you can always pinpoint that it is trigger there are these kind of let's say trigger moments when you see a scene and you pinpoint like, yeah, that's made by Studio Trigger. And I, I think that's that's awesome, that's awesome. They did, um, let's say, um, not an original thing from them. It is an adaptation, came from a really out-of-the-woods project, out-of-the-woods, out-of-their-comfort zone, let's say. And for the most part, they nailed it. I think they really did an awesome job as i said before with the episode on on episode two they really pinpointed not only animation but music uh, where to put the music they could use and for for everything else i think the anime in that regard in the regard of animation and music the anime is awesome so let let me talk about more the construction of the anime so that um being a trigger anime, it comes with a few things. So, first thing you'll notice, and the, this is the first thing. The main character has this... Oh, wait, how do I say that in English? Google says it's top-notch, but th that's not the actual word, I think. 
the thing is, right, so David, as the main character, he has Kamina hair. He has the hair. I don't know. It's the same from the guy from Fromare. Uh, it is the hair similar to Kamina. That's the, that's the first major character design moment, right? Second thing. Uh, David is this... It, it, he's your titular protagonist from anime he has the the whole thing but i have to give the credit where credit is due he actually grows more than a normal anime protagonist he evolves he shows a lot of uh, weakness when the time comes and he does the whole thing and all when I consider the later half of the story that I don't want to tell you because I don't want to spoil it. He actually becomes a, a distinctive uh, character. Not only being the main character, but he actually um, detaches himself from the animal world. From the, let's say, the normal animal world. And, they, and then become... Um, a character to be remembered for his path, for his j journey, let's say. That's mostly about David. So, next I'll talk about Lucy. Lucy, I feel like, and I started, I really started the anime thinking, yeah, this is Zero Two with different colors. And it kind of began like that, but... Time went on and on, and and I started to yeah, feels a lot like Zero Two again. And not only that, the scenes she's involved in in the start of the anime, she, you would say she's Zero Two with a different skin, and I think that's that's a fair that's a fair comparison. I Zero Two for that matter was a pretty good character from. All facets you can think of, she was a great character with a great journey. And Lucy, for the most part, she begins feeling like Zero Two, but eventually she um, evolves into her own thing. Not only that, but... I came up with this idea that Lucy, I think it's the apex of the, <laughs> of the love interest, the waifu of Trigger because she she carries a lot from the the DNA of the studio so she carries a lot of Zero Two, she carries a lot of Ryoko, she carries a lot from Satsuki, she carries a lot from oh, uh, all their past works but not only that she can uh, be a distinctive character, she can be remembered, she, she has her own story arc, her own development arc, her own kind of hold you and, and that to me is is the thing, right? To be not this only cookie cutter kind of archetype pers personality but she can also feel like a real human sometimes so she's really well written I would say and oh man that, that, that's basically it, that's basically it so, I'll just talk about the two, three, actually, characters that don't actually get too much development. That is Dorio, 
Pillar, because Pillar dies on the goddamn it third episode, whatever. And later introduced Falco to the crew. They don't actually get too much development overall. Dorio kinda kinda does, but not really. And then I have to talk about Main. Main is the leader of the group. He's this really big chungus uh, guy with the long shirt arms and whatever. And they really stylized it because in the game, for example, right? So when you get an implant like the he, the one he has in the game, your arms don't actually go that big like his does. And for a whole lot of shots where you can see uh, both his back or his silhouette, he's pumped up so much more than he needed. And <laughs> it's so awesome, the design. But also, I have to give this thing. They wrote him like Ida. It is Ida if Ida didn't have his code of conduct and was on Cyberpunk. That, that's the that's the one thing. I can clearly say Main is uh, a future, future version of Ida, more or less, let's say. The Cyberpunk version of Ida. And being an Ida, obviously, because Ida was not the leader on Kill Q, but whatever. And that's about Main, really. He has his whole arc more or less I, I think what they did to him was not I would not say fair but was I don't know kind of kind of a waste the thing is right so they had 10 episodes to batteries on Netflix and I don't know they I still think they did a really good job they did the best they could do with the conditions but in the overall kind of deal I think main is kind of wasted by the side because he's not really developed that much and I think that we could kind of do a um, go with more of him let's say then I have to talk about Kiwi Kiwi I would just say for the matters of this review as I don't want to actually spoil anything Kiwi I don't know I don't even know what to say man <laughs> Uh, let's just say I don't like her. That's that's the deal. That's the deal. Go watch the anime. And then I have to give the award to the best character in this series. Uh, no questions asked. The one to outlive them all is Rebecca. Rebecca is this lolly looking uh, kind of psycho on the good way it's kind of a joker kind of deal but she's both cute and absolutely insane and but it is the fun insane kind of thing i i just to to give the the example right so i saw this meme the other day that said it is funny how rebecca has turned into this cute crazy kind of archetype on one week of the anime releasing, whereas DC has been pouring millions and millions on Harley Quinn to become that one. And I think that is totally fair, really. Not the, the comparison that's up for debate, but the thing is, right, Rebecca, it, she sets up such a strong personality at the start. She gets into the scene and just shows up and does her thing and that's the most fun 
not a thing, but she's the most fun character out of all of them. I would keep her to, uh, I don't know, to make a, another story, whatever. And basically, right, she's just run and gun crazy and it's fun. It's fun. You can clearly see that they have had fun doing her because you can see from her animations that her animations are the most one that are characterized. So she has this this kind of um, shootout moments that she's just laughing and and there is this one scene later on that she basically juggles a guy with the shotgun and it the animation so reminds me a lot of the Mako moments in on Kill la Kill where she would spill the her monologue but uh, let's say the more violent side of this not not comparing Rebecca to Mako but something like that carries the the same energy and oh boy Rebecca best character of the series that hands down no cap no I'm not even kidding I'm not even kidding she she's just nice and eventually she and I have to say this she eventually develops this living interest in on David but then things go as things go and go watch the anime and learn the ending also I now that I I already told you mostly about the story and the characters that appear on I'll just say I already said right so I it probably won't have the second season because the, the anime itself it's not made as a standalone anime it is a marketing push to push Cyberpunk 2077. Thing is, they did a thing to Rebecca at the end that I don't like, and I don't like the ending for that. That's just me. Now, let, let me talk about translations and subtitles they use for this anime. First things first, right? So, what they did for translations, I cannot say that I like too much, but I think it is the best they could do with the, I don't know, the limits of the Japanese language more or less, or the um, limits of the Japanese language, whereas you, where you think like, they use a whole lot of jargon in the, um, in the series, the subtitles, they use a lot of jargon, so, and it is, it is a lot of jargon um, that they use on the game, so for some things, if they just says, if they say something that it don't get, it's probably something from the game, and probably something uh, ordinary. But they use jargon from the game on the subtitles, and you can clearly see from something, some instances that they use the jargon on the dialogue of the characters, even when speaking Japanese. So. One of the things that really jumps out is the fact that when they say the word edge runners, they mean cyber, they say cyberpunk uh, meaning edge runner. So for the Japanese, it's, uh, it's just cyberpunk, cyberpunk, right? The thing is, wherever they say edge runners, they say cyberpunk, and it happens a lot. So the whole, there's a whole lot of, uh, broken grammar when you talk about Japanese and whatever in the anime, but mostly it. What I wanted actually to highlight here is that the subtitles 
are really challenging if you do did not play the game. Some of the words, some of the, the ways they speak are really strange and you kind of have to play the game to understand that. So um, when they say Eddie's, when they say Chung, when they say Flatline and whatever, it is a whole lot of jargon, a whole lot of terminology that if you don't know, you will probably uh, miss something. The other thing is, right, so as I already said, this is a prequel to the game and together with this thing about not only the subtitles but the terminology they use, if you never played the game, some of the plot points may become kind of mur um, murky because f uh, if you don't know what happens <clears throat> on Cyberpunk mostly, you will not get some plot points. I, I feel like I have to say that because you need to have some kind of background because they don't explain nothing. And that being said, right, the anime is still watchable if you didn't play the game. I would say yes, it is 100% um, appreciable if you didn't play the game. Probably not. That being said, they tell, they say a whole lot of things about locations and events that happen in the anime, in the, in the game that they don't actually explain, so you better have played the game to know it. And now that I've gone through everything and dragged this out through 15 minutes of recording, let's go to my opinion. So, oh boy, what do I say about this? This anime just messed me up, man. Oh, I, I entered this thinking, yeah, it's going to be good. It may be good, right? It's made by Trigger. The, the ending may, may be great. I don't know. The story seems to be working. I'll just say, right? Um, when episode 6 starts, you can see things going downhill from there. And it, it is because the anime puts it way too well, the order of things, let's say. And when episode 6 starts, that's when you go just, well, shit, that's the way it is. And to, to top it off, right, when episode 7 starts, you you go like, yeah, I have seen that movie before, and you know where this ends, but then they drag it out for four more episodes. I, uh, whatever. The thing is, right, so, I don't like the ending. I, I don't like the ending that but that's just my opinion, that just my house policy, because, oh boy, I, oh, I can't even make up words for it, but I'll just say, like, I ended the anime, the last episode, I listened to the ending, and I was really, not shocked, but I was actually angry, because at the end, it just piles up so much stuff and it is this pent-up kind of just anger right so just, to me it was just anger just straight up I, I was livid with the whole thing and and that's that's awful that's awful I mean the ending is terrible the anime though let let me get back to the tracks the anime though the anime is good the anime is well made it it is so well made that i i feel like i have to say this the anime is 
better than the game it is based on. And it, it is unfortunate that it will probably not have a second season. Because this anime is good and the game, from, from my perspective, still has many flaws and the story itself is pretty, pretty, pretty worse than the anime shows. That to me says a lot actually. I even commented with some friends that I restarted the I started a new playthrough of Cyberpunk when I first started the anime, right? And I was kind of disappointed because the anime is so good, but the game still has so many flaws that you can see not only on the polished side but in the story side because I frankly don't like the story of the game even more than I don't like the story of the anime. But that's mostly it. The, the anime is better than the the, than the game. That, that's the, the point I'm trying to make. So, the final score, I don't know. Animation is a 10. Music is a 10. Although it's all music from the game, which the game already had, except for the opening and the, and the ending, both of which I don't actually have big feelings for, so, eh, kind of meh. I think the most iconic scene that will stay the will stand the test of time and will be remembered from this anime is the scene from the second episode that that scene itself I think it it will eventually cement as one of the best uh, works from Trigger in terms of animation and presentation itself and for what's worth that's it basically the anime I I fear that I have to say this but I feel like it I think Cyberpunk Edgerunners, it is the combination of, of all Studio Trigger's work and it is the, their best work to date. I, I'm kind of reluctant to say that because not everything from the story was written by them, was written by CD Projekt Red, but the thing is, right, um, the characters' designs, the songs, the, the animation, the, the screenplay itself was them, so I think I can say that it was their best work. It is the, their best work, and that's basically it, right? So after this slog of a review, if you like what I do, if you like my reviews, if you like the show, if you like my rants, my whatever I'm doing here, please follow, please share, please like, depending on the platform you are on, please subscribe if you are on YouTube. It really helps me out. I'm really trying to grow this thing into into a thing and that's basically it. join the discord also and that's it for today I hope you stick around bye